Hey guys, it's Casual Friday, and that means it's Medium Nancy Mass Friday, and we're going to be discussing the movie Ghost Town. Be right back. Grab your popcorn and snacks, find a comfy spot, take a seat or lie down, and let me transport you to a place of fantasy, ghost stories, ancient legends, odd creatures, alien encounters, and other magical topics. You may even decide to join the conversation. From faraway lands to your own backyard, with a small dash of pixie dust, turn out the lights and open your minds. The journey is about to begin. Well, good afternoon, evening. Late night, wherever you are, my name is Charlotte. I'm going to be your host for the next hour. Welcome to California Haunts Radio. Best radio on, best paranormal radio on the web. I guarantee it. Anyway, welcome, welcome, welcome. Finally hit Friday. It's raining California. Something that doesn't do very often here, but it is raining like crazy right now. And uh, we need it. We need it. You know, we just had some really nice spring weather. We were in the 70s. And now we're back to freezing rain. <laughs> it's just kind of like what happens here. Anyway, uh, tonight we have a great show lined up. Uh, Medium Nancy Mass is going to be with us. This is what we call our casual Friday. Because we kind of sit back and enjoy and have a chat with each other and have a chat with you guys. And we, you know, we just kind of, like I said, we kind of sit back and enjoy the ride a little bit. Uh, big announcement coming up. I uh, now have the capability to go live on TikTok as well. And I'll be playing around with that this weekend to see how I can go live from StreamYard with TikTok. And we're going to be, hopefully by next week at some point, we're going to be broadcasting the show on TikTok. So that's, uh, we're real excited about that. Really excited to, to, to open that part up. Okay. I'm also, you know, I, I not only do this radio show, but, but my real job is I'm a journalist. So I like to do different kinds of things. So if, if you look at the different... Um, Shows that we've done, like over on, uh, for instance, over on, over on YouTube, over on YouTube, you can see that I, I'm eclectic in the choice of shows that I do. So uh, just something to check out on our YouTube page. Anyway, if you haven't done so already, and a lot of you are watching from Facebook, feel free to uh, click that follow button because we're always looking for followers. Also, you know, Nancy and I, we want love. We want to see some love. So show us some love. Show me a thumbs up. Show, show me a smiley face. Show me a heart, because because we're looking for love. And also comment in the chat room. Comment in that chat room. Because what that does is that puts us higher in the FYP at Facebook. What is the FYP? The FYP is the master computer that runs everything. The brains, you know, that runs everything. Whoever gave me the heart, thank you, that runs everything at Facebook. And what that does is it, it, it puts us up higher and it moves us out to more people, right? It's, it's like a big sharing thing. It's like I see at the end of the show, right? If you like the show, share it with five people. If you hate the show, share it with five people. You hate, right? That's the, that's that's what Facebook will do. They'll they'll throw it out to the to the internet verse, and so it helps us get out to more people. Same thing with YouTube. If you're watching from YouTube tonight and you like and you like and see what you hear, you like what you see and hear. I can't even say it right, huh? You like and see what you hear. Please subscribe if you haven't done so already, and say, same rules apply. Talk to us in the chat room. Talk amongst yourselves in the chat room. Uh, show us some love, thumbs up, happy faces, things like that. And it all works out in the end, okay? It all works out in the end, and then they put us out to more people. Same thing with Twitch, me, me, you know, wherever else we're broadcasting to you. Okay, that being said, 
I'm not only a journalist part time, at least now. I'm not only a journalist, and I do this. We also I also run one of the biggest ghost hunting teams in Northern California. And what does that mean? I've got 45 people uh, in different places up and down the state. The thing is, the state's so big that if you do think you have a paranormal issue and, and, and you contact us, look, I'm waving my hands around today, and, and, and you contact us, it may take us one or two days to get to you. But don't fret, because we do have mediums like Nancy on staff who can call you, and if it is paranormal, in most cases, they can settle down whatever's going on until we can get out there. It never takes more than one or two days. Okay. All right, you want to find us? Google us, California Haunts Paranormal Investigation Team. We'll come up on the meetup site. We'll come up on Facebook. We'll, you know, you name it, we're going to pop right up. Even California Haunts Radio is going to pop right up for you. One more quick announcement. March 10th, 3 p.m. Pacific, I'm going to be teaching a Psychic Development Class 1 class, and this is for people who are in the beginnings of their Psychic Development. And and, uh, and uh, there's so many numerous details about this class. I can't, if I, if I sat here to repeat them, the whole show would be over. So visit our meeting. If you're interested in that and seeing if you do have psychic skills and you have abilities, come on down and check it out. California Haunts Paranormal Investigation Team Meetup. Just Google that and go under events and you'll see it. Okay. I also have a meditation thing going on. We have a meditation club and every Tuesday and Thursday and Sunday, we have a, a 3.30 p.m. and a 7.45 p.m. meditation. And you can pick whatever time you want to meditate. But it's a monthly club. And every time you do it, it's a different type of meditation. So if it's something that you might be interested in to kind of keep your day humming along, come on over and check that out at the, at the meetup as well. All right, I'm done. That's it. We're talking movies. It's Friday night. In fact, after I get off of here, I'm going to be making myself a real cool cheeseburger and, and some fries, and then I'm going to be watching Creature Features tonight. So uh, here we go. Let's bring Nancy in, and let's rock through this. And we're off and running. Oh, <laughs> hi, everybody. I have signed up for those Creature Features also, and there's uh, several sites that send me movies, and they're really cool. <laughs> I love the 1950 ones. I tell you, they're just great, even earlier. So and if you it's watch, so you can watch. see. Huh? It's so fun to watch those. They are. They are. And I think it was the last couple of two years ago, three, I saw The Blob with Steve McQueen in it. I don't think I've ever seen it. It was the first time and this big blob rolls through town and all the people are, I think it was a, a movie theater. They're all stuck in the movie. It's <laughs> just mm -hmm. great. So uh, you'll have to tell us which one, which movie you'll be seeing tonight. Um, you have to check the camera which movie. I'll, I'll, I'll Google it. I'll Google I get it. the uh, the notifications, but I've always told you guys that if I sit and watch a whole movie, it's it's amazing. I get so many interruptions. But anyway, um, t t can I start? <laughs> now that, now that uh, is, is north, we we got to ask the question: How is the weather where you're at? Because it's pouring terrible. rain here. It's okay. miserable. Yesterday was uh, almost, uh, sorry for the glasses reflecting there. Uh, yesterday I'm I had a client around 4.30, 430 yeah. and as we just started, uh, she's in downtown Sacramento, um, 916-455 prefix, I think it's downtown Sacramento. Anyway, we were talking and the, the rain was so thick, I couldn't even see across the street. It was just coming down so hard. And, and I said, can you hear that? She says, no, no. And I says, well, thank goodness. But I did tell her that if the power goes out, I'd, I'd stop the tape and call her back. It was just mm -hmm. amazing. Yeah, the weather, and it's been drill. It rained today, 
but more of a drizzly rain off and on all day. And it's gray outside. So this is the last hurrah. Hopefully in two or three weeks we'll have spring come. I see um, the peach, uh, the apple blossom on the trees coming into the complex here. It was very uh, beautiful pink blossoms on trees. So spring is trying to show itself. So anyway, we are watching a movie tonight. This is, uh, let's see, what was the year of this movie? Uh, I think it was uh, 2008. I saw this quite a few years ago. And it's no mystery. I, I do see dead people. <laughs> I feel them more than I see them. I have to actually pay attention. And I have to direct my eyes. And people show up here. Uh, some of my friends have shown up. And I have to go, wait a minute, wait a minute. Is this for a client that's going to be showing up here? I don't want to meet somebody, turn my head on to see the spirit peer person if I'm going to have a reading because I, I do this so often. I, I really don't want to meet dead people all the time. What are they going to do? We're going to have a conversation with them. I don't want to go there, right? So when someone says, oh, this person had a death experience and came back from it, being able to see dead people, who am I to say that's not real and possible? I know that uh, I was seeing my dead father after he was killed by a car, drunk driver, April of 1955, and I was six years old, and his mother was a spiritualist minister like I am now, and she has on reel-to-reel -reel tape, which I don't have, I think my sister in Washington does, where I'm telling her what daddy's telling me. And I can't imagine, I, I don't even know if we could find a player anymore. So mm -hmm. it's very exciting to think it's possible. I've never, short of being absolutely amazed that this is even possible, that I've gotten messages. The other last week I had uh, Robert call me, and uh, we were talking to relatives, dead relatives, and the grandpa came through, and he was really unhappy with the way grandma's death happened, finished. And I couldn't figure out what it was. She died peacefully, and he kept insisting on saying that to me. And I thought, and I want to make a point with this, really. <laughs> And all of a sudden, Robert just starts yelling, oh, my God, my God. Her caretaker told, convinced her to change her will, and he got all her possessions. And I thought, oh, my gosh, that's a terrible message. And I want to speak to, was that a message to let the family know that he's mad about something? Or was it a message that he wanted the family to understand because he regrets not doing something? This movie, and I'm going to be addressing it very strongly in here. There's a few things I really liked about the movie. One of the things is ghosts have regret. Do they stick around hoping they'll tell somebody their issue and then have you fix it? You've done all these years I've seen ghosts, <laughs> real ghosts, and they're stuck on a time loop. Like at Gettysburg, if you go a certain area, you can see the marching soldiers go across the field. I have actually seen something like that in people's homes. Or I always speak of Grandpa having that cigar first thing in the morning when he was alive. And he would go get the cigar. And I remember thinking he would reach above the door and there would be a little shelf and he'd have a cigar hidden there. And he would take it and go into the field and walk around his orchard and smoke it and then come back in. Well, the family was noticing they heard footprints and they think it was Grandpa because it smelled like cigar. And I, I saw him and I witnessed this and I go, well, what he's showing me is him sneaking that cigar, walking on the porch and Sue's outside, he lights it and he walks 
length of the orchard and then comes back and he smoked most of that cigar. And he does it every day. That is his heaven. We think he's a ghost. But in reality, he's doing something that he truly loved doing. And that is his self-created heaven until he gets bored. 100 years until the house is torn down. I don't know. How many cigars can you drink, smoke every morning? <laughs> but if I were a, a gentleman, a farmer that smokes cigars, and you're out there at 6 a.m., or five, just at dusk, and you get that cigar and you're walking and the, you can smell the trees and the grass and your smoke is that cigar, which I don't approve of, it's so nasty to me. But at the same time, we have to appreciate and give them the ability to be able to enjoy that. We can't take away from them. We can't have me go out there and, and say, what are you, doing? you don't want me to do that. You want him to be happy and he is happy. Well, these ghosts, and I probably should start the movie telling you about it they have so much regret that they're hounding the main character and it starts out this is a uh, 2008 you know there's so many people's names in the world i used to have people ask me well there's someone come in my life can you give me a name and i have just given them the, all this physical description and i go listen i have a girlfriend uh she was she's been ill for a couple 20 years I haven't really touched base with her a lot. And Psyche had told her that she would marry a Bob. Bob never showed up, but someone else did. So I, I think that we can misinterpret someone's name. And I've always been real careful. I choose to see the person versus hearing a name. People say I come up with names once in a while, and I'm shocked because I did say that. Oops. And we find out later, or a number. Um, don't call me winning the lotto. I can't even do it for myself. But I've told people, well, you're going to win so much money. Da-da. You know, and it's going to look. And one lady, she says, when I'm, where am I going to win money? And all I could see was mirrors everywhere. So she went to South Lake Tahoe and found the place with mirrors, and she won the money. What I did was just see her already winning. And it happened to be a place where they had mirrors everywhere. Shine, shine, shine. So there's limitations of what we can do. Um, they always say, don't um, tell the death date. We're not really given death dates. What I'm given is um, on the timeline, when I enter uh, grandma and grandpa's uh, health line for either one of them, not both at the same time, it drives me crazy. <laughs> I can't do two people at once. I'll see what we call an event. And it can be death, or it could be a stroke, a heart attack, or some kind of hospitalization that could lead to death. We don't know everything. Thank God. Thank you, God. <laughs> I don't want to know everything. I'm just trying to help you through it, your life. And so I will be given those kinds of things. So uh, the main character is um, an Englishman, a comedian. He's, I find him very pleasant. Um, he's kind of have a dry sense of humor. His name is Ricky. Uh, I'll spell the last name Jarvis, G-E-R-V-A-I-S. Um, Gervais. How do you pronounce that? Gervais. Gervais. Yeah. Yeah. What? <laughs> Gervais, right? Ricky um, Gervais. Yeah. yeah. I I liked him in this movie. Some of his comedic um, abilities do come out, as well as some of the negative of him. So let me start out. The movie starts out with a, a handsome young man in his forties, and he's got um, what I would call the black tie attire. And he's talking on the phone um, 
in 2008 was, well, it looked like Blackberry phone. And he's talking away to his wife and talking about how he's purchased one bedroom apartment on the other side of town. And he said, that would be a place that we can take and have a vacation or we go shopping or we have another place to run away to. And she's already now picking up curtains, right? And he hangs up, turns around and calls the real estate. And he says, at what point did you think it was for my wife? And so he tells the real estate agent, um, I don't know if it was Amanda or something. Says, Does that sound like a wife? <laughs> and so he's arguing with the real estate agent. And he's walking on a, a boulevard. And inside the building, the apartment building, is a young couple. And the husband is so proud of himself, he's carrying two heavy air conditioning, window air conditioning unit. And he sits it in the window. You know where this is going, right? He sets it in the window and he pulls down the top window until it latches on supposedly tight. He turns to his wife. He says, see, DIY, it's wonderful. Well, the thing slips and falls out. <laughs> and it comes down like four or five floors. And the guy with the phone, with the three-piece black tie you know, uh, suit on, he looks up and goes, whoa. And he steps back two steps and lands and comes into the street and the air conditioning just shatters onto the sidewalk. Wow. Did I just bump? He gets killed by the bus. <laughs> bah, wah, bah. <laughs> your number's now, up. Your number's up. Your uh, number is up. Yes. I've been told by spirit people. We are people yet to be born. They say, we know exactly the day we're coming and we get to know the day we get to leave. I find that statement amazing, amazing. There are no arbitrary choices when you think about the, the chances of being born and who we are, the, feeling, the thousand million chances to one. Here we are, right? So he gets killed. And then he realizes um, he's still in the same outfit. And this fellow was thrown out of his body. Now, I was, I was going to have it. Um, sometime we'll talk about death. And what, how people leave their bodies. Because there's a lot of different ways. You can. One fellow was bike riding. And he put the bike down. And all of a sudden he was laying down on the ground. And he had then rolled out of his flesh. And it appeared that he had a um, heart attack as he was getting off the bike and fell onto the ground. And he stood up. And he was looking at his body going, well, that's not right. <laughs> and, of course, the family was standing around screaming and yelling and carrying on. So he laid down to try to get back in his body. And that's when he was telling me, he says, I was just so, um, I've spoken of him gently because uh, he turned into a ghost. And now people would see him as a ghoul because he was only 50 years old. And I will speak to this sometime with Char. Anyway, this fella, his name was Frank, and he is a cheater. And so the movie kind of uh, evolves around him. The main character is Ricky. He is um, kind of not the victim of, of, of this, but he is uh, he makes the movie go forward. But the one who creates the change is somebody who's a ghost. So anyway, we're going to go back now to Ricky. Um, and I like the way Char said his last name. I'll just call him Dr. Rick. But anyway, um, the next scene is Rick, and he is a doctor, a dentist, um, Dr. Penkus. P-I-N-C-U-S. He's a dentist. He's not very likable. 
he's kind of grubby, uh, kind of grumpy all the time. And he's the kind of person that you would go to as a dentist, but not ever spend any time talking to him or dealing with him. And he picked being a dentist, then you wouldn't have to deal with people. Like he has control of your mouth. He's going to keep you quiet. And so he's not very uh, approachable and he's not very likable. But he is conscientious and he makes an appointment to have a colonoscopy done. And so the next scene is him getting ready. He, we see him at the doc, uh, his office, and he's very unpleasant. And then he's getting ready for the colonoscopy. And of course, um, I saw just another flip. I saw this again just this last couple of days. And they cut out the scenes of him preparing for the colonoscopy where he's drinking all this stuff. He has what we call the um, gag and reflex, he throws up easily. So a lot of the scene is him drinking that white fluid. <laughs> and it's just, he just plays it up. He does a great job at this. Anyway, so he goes in the hospital and he's met by a young lady who's a nurse and, the, and a doctor administrator. And they're going to sign him up and he's going to go in. And he comes back out of the procedure. And uh, nothing seems to be amiss, but he doesn't feel quite right. So he he then goes home and he's trying to recover. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, it didn't change his attitude, didn't anything like that. But so he goes home and going to work the next day, he starts. No, pardon me. I back up. He's leaving the hospital. It wasn't from home. It was leaving the hospital and he's walking out, which I don't remember thinking we could walk right out. So maybe he spent some hours there. I can't remember. Uh, it's been 10 years and time for me to do it. So um, he leaves and he sees a young lady dressed as a nurse. And then he sees somebody dressed as a police person. And he starts talking to them. And both of them are deceased. And he is actually, what are you talking about? I can see you. What, what are you talking about? And so almost all the way home, he's starting to gather a crowd of people following him. Because they're shouting, these people walking around dead full body with all their costume when they died look on them. And that's another thing I want to point out. Um, over the years, um, the other day I was talking, oh, it was Robert family. We talked about a lot of spirit people. And the grandfather had been dead 20 years. Now the grandmother, I don't remember if I felt her. She's been dead a year and a half. But he came in real strong, but I saw nothing of him. I almost felt like he was an orb. Because after a while, we forget, um, we don't forget, we, we get tired of projecting what our feet look like. And we forget what our clothing look like. Now, I want all of you to remember the best that you ever looked in your life. For me, it was 29. Most of us think about that, 29. And the day I, I picture myself, we drove, I drove a little green Volkswagen. And I had my children in the car. We were headed somewhere. And I had a summer outfit on. And I was about ready to turn 30 years old. I thought, wow, this is a good time in my life. And I feel good. And I look good. And so I envisioned myself as a deceased person looking like that. Why should I look old? Yet I look at spirit people show up. And they are as that family members saw last. And they want to be remembered lastly like that. I think it's just very personalized. I see sometimes uh, people that show up a certain look. And this, uh, the client will say, oh, I don't know who that is. I says, oh, well, they're showing me how you will find a photograph of them. Because mm -hmm. as they're going through the house, they'll see themselves. 
oh, I'll show up like that. Nancy can see me as I looked in 1940. And that's interesting how we do that. Uh, the other day I saw um, an Asian girl, talked to an Asian girl, and Grandpa showed up right behind her. And I thought to myself, um, he, I couldn't tell what he had on. I don't know if it was a, um, a shirt of, of uh, China, and I asked. And she said he was there, but it was a very fine, nice-looking shirt. He might have been a professional. But what captured me was the golden hue of his hands. He kept wanting me to see his hands. They were medium bone, and he had um, been in the sun. His skin was uh, golden color and very smooth hands. It was amazing that that's what he wanted to see, but I couldn't see him from the waist down. So he might, <laughs> which was kind of strange. And, and also with this, um, I want to bring it up because you watch a movie, you'd be surprised. There is a naked man. And so it said that you'll show up looking as you remember being seen last. And so I see a lot of people dressed up as they were in the coffin. Mm -hmm. And sometimes they show up naked. I mean, I'm old. I'm married, you know, 40 from years now. And uh, so... It's not a shock to me to see a man or a woman, particularly men show up more naked than men, women, but they want to show their body, how they looked. And sometimes I can see um, what I call disease on their body um, or the after effects of, of a long-term illness, especially men when they show me a stubble. And, and there's something to be said about what I call three-day, five-day stubble, stubble on their face. Well, in this movie, they do show a naked man um, but I don't know, I can't remember, they don't show, didn't show it, why? But if you die in the shower, don't show up naked. You know, you can put clothes on. What did I wear the day before I got, I died? It's very rare to see a naked person, unless they want to show the medium. I wonder, I wonder if a naked person would be a cremation. No, I've never seen that. Okay. Okay. If anything, they've cream. I'm always told later. Oh, we mm -hmm. cremated. Where is she buried or he buried? Oh, she's on the mantle. Uh, or mm -hmm. we scattered her. So the cream, uh, the being naked is usually a, just, um, a visual. Uh, I had a, a gentleman show up naked. He was um, a Mediterranean. And so he looked um, Greek or something. But he showed up because he, he was uh, like a bear. He had, he had tremendous amount of hair on his body. And as soon as I said that, oh, they knew who it was. And he was a, a larger boned individual, kind of like I call him a brick, a box, big shoulders, a big torso, like a large rib cage, kind of like an offshoot of the Neanderthal look, maybe, because a big rib cage. Um, and he was larger bone, uh, tan. <laughs> I'm remembering what he looked like. Duh. <laughs> Go through too much detail. But he had a tremendous amount of um, hair on his body. And that's why he showed up naked, because if he had clothes on, you wouldn't know that. But this family member, oh, 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 oh I know exactly who that is. Oh, okay, great. <laughs> I can hear the noise on the other, the phone. It's, um, you know, 9% of my, 99% of my sisters now are um, by phone, and I don't need to see somebody. Um, I see what I see. And so authenticity, I, I don't care what you look like. The family member show up is who I'm looking at. So it's kind of validating. Remember, I did this on the show, uh, Hispanic peoples and other cultures. I don't know who I'm talking to on the phone when 
they're asking Shar, tell Nancy who's standing next to me and dead people. And so this young girl called in and I described the man with the darker um, complexion, short, stocky, darker complexion. And, and her father had passed away recently and that was him. So I will get these kind of descriptions. So we get, I don't want to go too far off because we got to get to the movie. Uh, so this doctor, colonoscopy, wakes up, uh, leaves the complex, and he sees a nurse, he sees a doctor, and everybody's yelling at everybody, oh, he can see us. I have never had that ex happen to me. I was at a restaurant where a dead couple came up, stood, and I've said this because I remember saying it. Uh, I was on a date. And uh, we were getting ready to see a movie, but we had dinner first. It was at Arden Fair Mall. And this restaurant was full of people, dead people. And they were watching everybody eat. It's amazing to me how much they miss of eating. The, uh, it's the ambiance of eating. It's the camaraderie of friends eating. It's the date eating. It's get the two-year-old to eat, and they're spitting it up all over the floor kind of eat. environment. It's life. And it's all compact in one area. So they don't have to go home to home. They can go to a restaurant. Um, they also like to watch how we enjoy flavored food, which is surprising to me, like garlic bread. They, the movie TV series called Ghost, or they can mm -hmm. smell. I've not had people say they can smell. If anything, they want you to smell and have a cup of coffee. Oh, my gosh. So my son sent me um, a gift for Christmas, and I get uh, a package of coffee once for five weeks, and every one of them smells. I just stand there, and the package not even opened up, and I can smell the coffee through the package. If a ghost person is standing there going, oh, she's smelling coffee. Oh, <laughs> wonderful, wonderful. <laughs> that's what they well, that's, enjoy. That's so, like that guy when I went to um, Outback Steakhouse with Karen. Yes, he, he told me. Window, you, you can see his eyes like this. His hands were like this, too, because he was, he was peering in through the window at us. Why Why do that? Why didn't they come in? I mean, why at the window? So they can stand right next to you. So this um, older couple from the 40s look. And he was a slim, smaller man, and she was a larger uh, woman. <laughs> kind of like an Eleanor Roosevelt toward the end of her life. And they were standing there watching us eat, just enjoying um, the company. And I looked up at him. I said, would you mind? This is a private meal. <laughs> I thought they were going to die all over again. <laughs> I shocked the dickens out of them. But I, in all of those times, I they've never said, by the way, I have a story for you. You have to call a family member. I've never had that. So this movie took a little bit of privilege. And um, anyway, I apologize. I get these stories going, everybody, and it's just like endless. The next scene, uh, so he goes in the colonoscopy. They start following him, so he hurries home. And... Uh, so, um, okay, so on the way home, he gets in the building and Frank shows up. Somehow, uh, Frank is following him and wants to have exclusive rights to him to help him. And this, the doctor is kind of surprised. The guy shows up in his apartment, too. So he tries to get away from him, and this guy is just really... Um, really persistent. In fact, I would say the word desperate. Frank is desperate to talk about his wife to the doctor so the doctor can fix it. And he follows him around and he can't get rid of him. In fact, he then tells all the other ghosts where the doctor lives. 
And so they even have Dr. Leah Lee's apartment, the hallway, the elevator, the lobby. He can't even go anywhere without 20, 30 people following him around, and he's just fit to be tied. Uh, and so then he finds out Frank's widowed wife lives in the building where the doctor does. And so now the story has taken a turn where the deceased Frank is now controlling the movie plot. And so it's not the doctor the movie is written about. It's Frank and his desperation that changes the doctor. And, uh-oh, it's raining again, everybody. <laughs> uh, I want to bring up another thing about the movie. And one thing that caught my attention, I've been talking about this. I really encourage people to see the movie. It's really well done. It does not say when you do a Wikipedia search on it that it made money. They made it for $9 million. <laughs> seem like a, I don't know, but I did really enjoy it because uh, the doctor is just really having a hard time. One thing that was noted, and I know I hope I don't ruin it for the people, is I had I asked Robert, and he wrote me a sweet, a sweet note uh, that I had changed his life, and I had asked him, uh, or was it somebody? <laughs> when you discovered there's spirit people around and you discovered there's ghost people and, and all this communication, how does it change your life? Were you a believer in the first place? It doesn't feel like the doctor had any belief system. What happens if you all of a sudden start seeing dead people everywhere? What would your reaction be? And nowhere in the movie does it imply any kind of reaction from the doctor that he's encountering all these spirit people ghosts. And I thought they should have addressed that. But then that's me. That's what I want to know. How did it change your life? So he wrote me a sweet note and he says, you've changed my life. And sometimes we who do this, it's very tiring. Um, it's nice to know that we do a good job and it's very difficult. People want to get into this. I always encourage them to keep their health up, their strength up, because it's, it's kind of like I call it, um, uh, living on the cliff. Um, you can talk about a lot of things, but you talk about family, dead relatives, you better be right uh, because you're paid to be right. And so I call it living on the cliff. And I seem to thrive that way. Right, Char? She knows me really well. We and uh, uh, I don't know, um, you do too, you run the show and I know what it feels like to have the stress of the show, but when you talk about dead relatives, you better be right. Yeah, and absolutely. so it's, it, and, and other things, I don't talk about, so dead relatives maybe half of what I do. Um, uh, so the desperate Frank, uh, the wife cheater, corners the doctor talk to, to talk, have him talk to his wife to say he's sorry. Then the doctor is adamant, I will not do this. You are a loser. You told me that you cheated on her. No way, no way. So the doctor, I'm scrolling this. I'm saying this because I'm going to go ahead of myself. Um, uh, so everybody's finding out. And so when the doctor finds out who his wife is, he's quite taken back. He's been in the building how many years and he's noticed, not noticed her. In fact, he's been rude to her. And the doctor says, listen, you really need to fix this for me. And in fact, she's given a talk. And so he talks into the doctor into going to this lecture. And she's an anthropologist. And she's interested in Egypt and how... Um, the important people, not just pharaohs, 
how they, how they were treated before they were put into the coffin. Um, there's a lot of procedures, a lot of thousands of years, how to mummify, mummify people. And so this one particular fella, um, the doctor, pays close attention to her talk. And it comes to his conclusion that he died of an infected tooth. And he wanted to talk to her, and he didn't know how to break the ice, so he just thought, well, I'll start talking. And she comes right back and says, oh, you're the rude one that doesn't um, hold the elevator for me. And you jumped ahead of me and took the taxi, and I tried to say hello, and you slept me off. Well, that's his personality, but he doesn't want to deal with people. And so he meets up with her at the museum to talk to her about this mummified guy. I forgot his who he was. And talks to her about the tooth. And she looks at him and says, I never thought of looking in his mouth. And she says, you mean that could kill somebody? Oh, yeah, if it goes septus in the body, gets into the spinal cord, poof, you're dead. Well, I just had my eyes done, everybody. And the doc said to me, you got to take care of your eyes because it's a freeway to the brain. Well, same with the mouth. You get something wrong with those areas and it's quick. It kind of woke me up. <laughs> really, I never thought of it like that. But even those years, um, I read up on a young lady, and she died quite young in life, and they said that she had died of an abscess tooth, and I thought that was quite sad. Uh, a mole, you know, young people sometimes have to have the molars that are grow into the back. I did when I was about 23 or 24 years old, and uh, she died. And we have a lot of talk about ancient aliens being um, taken care of in the pyramids built by UFO people. Well, I don't know about that sometimes because you hear off and on now, even in this movie, that someone died of a tooth problem. Well, the UFO people here, why don't they give us medicine to fix teeth? <laughs> he died of an abscess tooth. That's just terrible. So anyway, he notices that and tries to tell her, and she's quite smitten by him. By She is smitten by his sense of humor. It's a dry sense of humor like he is as a comedian, which I find funny too. Um, yet he realizes that she's dating and that whoever is in her life at the moment, forgot his name, uh, she seems very smitten by him. And so Frank, the dead man, um, he realizes that Rick has fallen in love. I mean, um, the doctor has fallen in love with her and only met up with her two or three times. So uh, he wants to walk away, and then, of course, he doesn't. And um, anyway, um, I wrote myself another oh a note here. Um, so when when in the movie you'll see that they have things that need to get done so that the ghost can go on, and I'm going to be talking about how Frank um, gets his way and then he leaves. And I have yet to find someone tell me to give up someone a note or the regret level that's shown in the movie I never see. And you talk about, now like the movie, I'm not saying I don't, don't go there. What I'm saying is, is that this is an interesting movie on, on the dynamics of acceptance, the dynamics of realization that you live a life self-imposed your, of your own will by yourself. And this man has lost a lot of life. And he did have a lady that betrayed him and left and just left. So he comes into the scenario of the movie, a jilted man. 
So he meets her and she's widowed by a man who cheated on her. And so there's some kind of invisibleness that's connecting them. And he likes that she's an uh, anthropologist. She's not boring. Uh, and that seems to be important to him. Frank is trying to get her to understand that he's sorry. And when the doctor finally gets to a place where he can tell her, she doesn't want to accept, oh, just sorry. Why wasn't I enough? And the, Frank, the bad guy, the cheater, he says, I was stupid. And she says, that's not enough. You know, broke her heart. And then he had to get killed. And no, there was, as she said, <clears throat> no way I could tell him off and then ask for a divorce taken from her. So there is some sort of lack of closure. And I can understand that too. Um, my father was killed. He didn't kill himself. But I could appreciate how hard that was on my mother, who was only 29. Mm -hmm. What do we do? She had no money. Um, and that was probably, it was very, very difficult, 1955, for sure. <clears throat> so I can appreciate, you know, like, my, well, I told him not to go because we've never seen him again. So I imagine that conversation popped into my mom's head. It might have been really difficult. Why didn't he hear Nancy say that? Um, so in the movie, just saying you're sorry wasn't good enough. So the, and the man, Frank, realized he had to do more. And he got to a place he understood that the doctor seemed to have emotion feelings for her. Um, and so he says, go after her. Go, go find, find her. So she's leaving um, where the lecture was. And the doctor chases after her. And they're talking in the street. He says he, he's pleading his case. He's trying to get her to understand that Frank is really sincere. And part of the movie that when I was watching it earlier, they cut out another little section, which is too bad. I hope if you watch it, you watch the whole thing. And it's a part where Frank tells the doctor of a dream, a dream that he's had off and on for, from decades. And it's about him as a young boy, but he always tells a lie. He tells the doctor it's not the right dream. And then the, and then the doctor says, well, Frank, why are you lying to me about the dream? Every time I tell her, she just, it's not the right dream. And so he apologizes to the doctor. Well, he goes chasing after a, a widowed lady. And they're talking in the street. And he's telling her that Frank is so sorry. And that you've got to believe me, believe me. And it's going back and forth. Well, he steps into the street and the bus hits him. He stands there with Frank over his shoulder going, wait a minute, I'm not ready to go. And Frank just takes him, gives him a big hug. I'm so sorry, but these damn buses. <laughs> and then the husband, Frank, looks over at the wife. And the wife is standing in the street looking at the body of the doctor. And she's just crying her eyes out. And the next minute we see the gentleman that the wife was dating and which the doctor said, she's with somebody. She likes him. I got to step aside. Even if I care for her because she is dating someone better than you, Frank, period. And of course he comes, he has a bouquet of flowers. He's going to pick her up and he sees her. But actually he runs over there and it's the doctor and he gets down on the ground and Frank and the doctor look at him. Of course he does CPR because he's a doctor. Of course he's going to, do the uh, CPR 
And Frank says he probably cut open his chest and massaged the heart because this man could do no wrong. And of course, he goes down and gives him a mouth to mouth resuscitation and they call 911. But the husband now is looking at the wife crying and she, he's realizing finally the wife is happy, but with the doctor. Her tears are for the doctor, not for the ex husband or for herself. And he tells the doctor this, and he says, hopefully you'll get back, and you need to tell her this dream. And he tells the truth for the first time. Hmm. So the next scene is the doctor um, has recovered. He's in the bed. And they say that she tried to come visit, but because she's not family, could not. Next scene is that he's back at work. Mm-hmm. And she comes in to have a doctor, the other doctor in the office there, uh, to fix a molar. And um, the doctor gets brave and he tells her, tells her of the dream just as she's walking away. She said, the dream was that he's racing and he's trying to get to his father. It's very emotional child dream. And then she goes, oh, that's right. Do you see Frank anymore? And he says, no, he's gone on. And and as she's trying to smile, she walks away and the doctor puts his head down. He realizes she doesn't care. She just, now she believes, but there's no feelings for him. But he, she turns around and comes back and she leans into the room. She says, my molar, it hurts when I smile. And he says, I can help with that. And that's the end of the movie. I, um, I kind of like the overall feel of the movie. It seems mm-hmm. to be awesome mentality. There's some genuine uh, recovery um, of the stories that the ghosts want to tell their family members. One of the things in the movie that is not quite right, remember he could, whoever wrote this could have got the opinions of all these things. Didn't talk to me, probably somebody else, but they showed the passing of these people, of the ghosts uh, to the other universe by a light. And I thought that was a good way to handle it. Um, when I see people uh, passing over, it's usually a family member, or if it's a young person, it's a grandma, grandpa they might have met, or it's an angelic type of person. I've never seen the bright light flash and then the person's gone. But mm-hmm. yet, the way they handle it was very um, emotionally satisfying, and I think that's a good way to word it. Um, Ricky, uh, Rick, the comedian, he had a tough line, tough role because he had to show a very large range of emotion. He had to show sincerity. At one time in the movie, when he realizes he's not going to be able to date the widow, but he's falling for her. He goes to the other dentist in the office and he says, can you write me a prescription? I want to forget. And the doctor puts him in his own chair and says, I want to show you something. Lanes him back and there's a, a, a cat hanging from a, a rope and a tree says, hang in there. And then the next thing that's passed on the ceiling is Albert Einstein talking. And the theme, the idea, this message, and it's short, though I forgot it, is like, life short, live it. And then the doctor says, you got to stop being such a jerk, an asshole. Let, he used something really strong there. And the, you know, and the doctor goes, he realizes that he's living his life as somebody, no one wants anything to do with, including her, the woman. He's got to be totally different. So he goes out 
And he starts finding the ghosts that he had turned away. And he settles the score for them. He brings them the messages. And they all disappear in a flash. I thought that was very um, feel-good moment. You'll enjoy those a lot. They're all different. Mm -hmm. Yet, I've never had that experience. I've never been able to do that. Um, I might have mentioned I did have a ghost tell me once the girl had come to visit me at Grandchild. A grandpa had money. Where'd he put it? He couldn't remember. He couldn't remember if he put it in the yard, in the jar, or in the attic. And I thought that was um, interesting because I don't remember thinking he'd been gone that long. But um, I do realize I'm going to be real sensitive with this. Um, sometimes my husband will say, well, get your purse and well, let's go. And I'll go, where's my glasses? Because we get distracted. We lose our focus. Mm -hmm. And I think older people, especially if they're not emotionally um, healthy, will dig up stuff and put it somewhere else or move things around. If I have call, I'm talking to somebody and the cat's meowing and the husband's got the TV on. If I put my purse down, I may not remember where I put it. It's a senior moment, but I think as we get older, it's harder to have a, one stream of focus. You get three, four streams of focus around you. You're paying attention too many ways. You can put your purse down or glasses. And <laughs> sometimes it's hard to remember where everything is. She already took a pair of both of her parents. Uh, she probably had that happen quite a bit. I have it happen now. And the dog young, steals honey. the glasses. And she, the dog steals my readers after I after I set them down somewhere. And she eats them. So, oh, I'm, I I never mentioned that Frank's wife was called Gwen. Um, yeah, I was just looking at some of my notes. I forgot a couple of things, but um, one of the things I wanted to mention was the bright light. I felt that was very, um, like I said, most of the time I see it differently, but they handle it very well in the movie. And his job, when he's such a jerk, I felt like that came from a core who he might be most of the time. But he has a dry sense of humor. And part of his stick, I think, is to be that personality. Whether there is or not, I don't know. But in the course of the movie, you, you watch him it meld into a, a newer, better person. And I think he handled it very well. And the, and the dead husband... He had to come to grips that he was not a nice person. Yet he helped somebody win her over. And then that was his reward. He could now leave. So some of this was very heartfelt. And I really recommend it. So it's called Ghost Town 2008. And Ricky Garvis, how do you say Gervais. his last name, honey? Gervais. Gervais? Gervais. Gervais. You know, yeah. I took three couple of years of French in high school, you'd think I could know that, but of course, high school was uh, 50 years <laughs> too many years ago. Um, I really get embarrassed at that. So that was the movie. Any questions coming in the chat room on that? No, I want to have to see this movie. Is, is this a freebie or is it a pay thing? It's on TV. I saw it on, um, I don't know what station it was. Um, I wonder if I could pull it up. I don't know if I could, because I kept it. Um, for you to, for you to have um, Direct TV, I think I kept it. Let me look. Ghost Town. There it is. It was on. Oh, it was on Flix. F L I X. Uh, channel five five six for Direct TV. Okay. 
Um, it is on YouTube. Um, I think you have to pay for it, but you probably could watch enough of it by the uh, the trailers, the clips, and the pieces. They have a lot of, I saw some, a uh, couple, I didn't watch them. One was for 13 minutes or something, a longer one for analysis of the whole movie. I didn't watch mm -hmm. any of those because I had access to it. Um, I recorded this on Wednesday, so I saw it Wednesday afternoon, and I saw parts of it again today. So I know it's on TV, YouTube, get most of it. Um, like I said, it was done very well, New York. And the way he, um, you could watch his expressions and realize his realization that he's living a grumpy, um, self-imposed life of re his own regret. Mm -hmm. And it speaks to regret in a lot of different ways. Mm -hmm. They always say, eat as you get older. There's a sign I like. It says, when I'm an old lady, I'll wear purple first. Uh, I'll wear purple. And it's actually a book. And the other ones are, uh, life is short, eat dessert first. <laughs> I won't do that, but I, I like the thought that people would do that. Right. Um, oh, uh, Michelle, thank you. It is for rent on Prime Amazon. I That's great. I, um, you know, I don't watch enough of it, but um, YouTube seems to be where I might go to. Um, Okay, teeth are how plaque gets into our arteries and clogs them. So very important to floss and get cleans. Absolutely. My dentist told me plaque goes everywhere in the body. Ooh, yuck. <laughs> uh, okay, Michelle says, I got my popcorn and snacks going on. Um, this was a wonderful movie. I hope I didn't interrupt the flow. I kept it so you could follow it. But there was so much for me to talk about. When I got done watching it, I went, because I told her, Shar, I want to talk about it a week ago. Because I'd right. seen it months ago. And um, it really impacted me. If you want me to discuss a movie, um, there's a lot of movies out now with dead people and this horror uh, flash things. I won't talk about that. But right. <clears throat> there's some of them I've seen. I just saw... Um, um, Oh, fudge. It's about a pilot that gets killed during World War II. And then a new pilot comes in. And the woman he was engaged to, they fall in love. Spencer Tracy is the original. This is a, a, was a remake later on. I'm um, mm -hmm. trying to think who was in it. But this is uh, just like Joe or something. I don't remember. But you look up the characters, you can find out what movie it is. And about a fella... It goes to heaven, and he's told, you're going to help another pilot. <clears throat> and so <clears throat> the pilot comes in, and um, Spencer Tracy, of course, is killed. And his mm -hmm. girlfriend, fiance, they didn't get married. Um, she's grieving terrible. Then she meets this young man that comes in, um, probably about the same age. Spencer Tracy in the movie is represented to be quite much older than this, the fiance. And she mm -hmm. falls for him. Then he's given a dangerous assignment, and he knows he's got to save him. And so the realization that he can help his um, the woman that he left behind to be happy come to full circle. In reality, she didn't want him to go out, so she took the plane out and, and finished this dangerous assignment. So you'll see her in the plane with Spencer Tracy sitting behind her, guiding her, 
And I do believe that happens. Absolutely. Uh, I believe that spirit people are around us all the time. I have a friend, um, had a friend, died 2001. Her name was Donna. And I was really uh, quite taken back with her. Um, really good friend, a psychic medium. Uh, in fact, she tried to get me to do readings on her. And um, when I first met her, it was before I got into this. And I felt her tonight when I was kind of getting ready. And I realized that it was to say hi because it was her death anniversary. And it's like I'm years, 22 years ago. So they do come around. I don't know for sure what she does, but how many times have you had a sense that you shouldn't do something and you don't or don't drive that way or be careful? Those are our spirit guides. That's not always our intuition. So I really do believe that happens. And I welcome it because it, it gives me more validation that I'm not insane. I'm not making it up because I really sensed on it tonight. In fact, I started talking to her. It was in the bathroom, of course, <laughs> putting fresh makeup on. And I told her, I says, I miss you, Donna. And, you know, you get kind of emotional or things like that. I get very emotional. <laughs> I try not to be, but you can't help it when such genuine feelings surface. Okay. Mm -hmm. All right, sweetie. I, I made an hour. So um, That's thank it. you, you everybody for you coming it. tonight. Yes. Yeah. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. <laughs> okay. So the movie I'm going to be seeing and Michelle H is going to be seeing or Michelle E, e down there is going to be seeing the same movie creature features. It's going to be the sisterhood from 2008. Oh, it's a new one. Yeah, it's a new one I've there. never heard of it. Yeah. And we're going to be going over there watching that. I'm debating if I'm, I was going to make a cheeseburger for dinner, but I'm debating. Should I just pop some popcorn and put some butter on that stuff? And just you got to have that? that protein and that uh, yeah. dairy product. Yeah. 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 Okay. Is I'm it on TV or YouTube? It'll be on Creature Features, YouTube, YouTube. Okay. Then you can it's start great. it whenever. It's free to Mingo. subscribe. Yeah, it's, it's free to subscribe. So uh, it's fun to see Creature Features back and all the cornball movies. I'll have to know? look it up. I'm I'm on a couple others, but I, I watch Creature Features when the young man, the blonde man with the glasses had it on. Yes. And I, I can't remember what year that was. You remember how many years ago? 25, I 30? I was very huh? little. I was very little when I was watching this as a kid on Saturday nights. Were you? I watched I him when he, I think he's passed away. Yeah, he's, I don't think he's, he's with it for years though, because it was him, and then it became Elvira. You know, Elvira started oh, yeah. her, her movie Macabre, and yep, now, yep. now now Creature Features is back with us, which is kind of cool. And the host is pretty trippy, and and you know they have some side characters in this thing that are trippy. You know, so mm -hmm. I'm looking. I look forward to it now. Thank you, Michelle, for telling me about it. I look forward to it every Friday. It's gonna be fun Friday. to think yeah. she's watching it along with you. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. What time? What time does it start again? Eight o'clock. Oh, see, I got done in time. Yep. All right. Quick so reminder. You, for, yes, go ahead. Right. Anybody want to mention a movie? Let me know, and I'll critique it best I can. You know what? I have a couple. You should do the, huh? You should do the others. We should critique the others. Oh, did I not yeah. talk about that before? Uh -uh. Oh, I'll talk about that. Let's do that, about that. You know what, guys? I'm going to tell you about the others. It's well known throughout the ghost hunting community. That is one of the best movies that, that, that depicts what happens after you die. Oh, if you're if you're in a bad space. I mean, right. you know, if you and I just lay back and die, I'm going to get out of this old worn, worn out body and go, poof, I'm yeah. off. But these are the this thing, movie is about yeah. ghosts, those who get yeah. stuck. 
Yeah. And um, I've some of it I've seen, literally seen. Some of it's kind of like, yeah. I'll do um, that. A quick reminder for everybody. And I kind of said at the beginning of the show, I've got two things going on over Meetup. I'm looking at Michelle right now. For Friday, the time for the okay. Is she typing another note, Michelle? Okay, eight on Friday, nine. Okay, he also does it on Saturday. So there's there's a movie available on Saturday where he has guests on. Oh, okay. Oh, guests. Okay. Werewolves. Oh, yeah. Is that is that tomorrow? Is Werewolves on Wheels? I think tonight is Sisterhood. Werewolves on Wheels. <laughs> um, you I like the the stuff. spooky the, the stuff where young people go out in the forest or a haunted house or something really? Oh yeah, and the that's slashers right. yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I agree. Not all of them, though. I mean, I like the Halloween series. The first two movies. The rest of them are crap. But I like the first two Halloween movies. First Jason movie was really good. Oh, Jason. Then it just went, you know. Like, the first Freddy movie was cool, you know. But then all of a sudden, it just takes a down curve because they're trying to they're trying to make them, you know, and, and, and keep them going. What's going on here? So, uh, let's see. No, I thought... Okay. Okay, okay. Oh, yeah. Uh, she uh, Michelle has suggested for you werewolves on wheels. <laughs> <laughs> I I will look that up. It's not we're gonna look that one up too. You have my undivided attention with that one. <laughs> um, I love you know, that. Thank it, you. You know they went through and there was a time when everything went cannibal, and I remember my dad oh. taking me taking me to the movies to see. Cannibal girls. I, I <laughs> cannibal girls. Oh, girls. I love it. Yeah, they, they would have this big banquet table, and they'd have all these body parts, and that's what they were eating. All these body parts. It was just craziness. I, I couldn't have been more than like nine or ten watching these movies. My dad was into them too, you know. So I mean, then I remember this one, the Exterminator. My mom and I saw it. it was called the Exterminator, and the guy would dress in black like an exterminator and he would probably he would hang people up and fry them it was just crazy one thing we're going to have to remember if we start doing tiktok next week we cannot say the word murdered or dead it's a no-no it's upsetting to people so you have to say unalived not alive oh unalived he um, unalived himself if somebody commits suicide he unalived himself that's how you have to say it. The guy, the, the guy got hit by the bus. He was unalive. We have the to bus. write that down if we do something yeah. together here. Because that's a if you if you go into this like these like like call it death, they're gonna somebody will turn us in for a ban. That's why I got in trouble with that one book I was reading. I got banned twice. Wow. Over there, so TikTok it's a whole new ball game over there. You know when we start well, doing it. Okay. The other drawback right. is that. I won't get to see. Well, we'll have like 200 viewers, but I won't get to see them mm -hmm. because we're not set up completely as, as a hook-in from StreamYard yet because it's a separate hook-in to do it. Okay. So the, the the comments will be over on TikTok, but I won't see them. So who knows? I may have to get. Oh, you won't see your own comments. No, because because I'm gonna have to go and look because I remember thinking they said see the comments. I went where? Yeah, hmm. Well, I mean, you can see them. If you're on TikTok, you can see them. But because we're going to be doing this with a second-party server. Oh, oh, like we can see comments it. here. Yeah. It's not legitimate because, yeah, we're, we're not officially going to TikTok. We're, we're going to TikTok through a back door. 
is okay. what's happening in the stream yard. So we're not going to see the TikTok comments. All it's right, Emily, let's clean up so that you can, uh, yep, so I can go, go see make my dinner. And do all that stuff. And I got to get ready for a preliminary tomorrow. First preliminary in a while with this team. So I'm real excited. Also, let's not forget, I want to remind you guys again because I kind of blew through the intro. On Sunday, uh, Saturday, uh, March 10th, 3 p.m. Pacific, going to be teaching a, a psychic development class, beginning psychic development. If you think you might have psychic abilities and you want to kind of try and hone in on, you know, what, what exactly is going on with you or, or, or try and bring those abilities out, I can do that. I can teach you that. I can teach you how to open and close the psychic door so that the baddies don't come in. So if that sounds like something you want to do, come on the over ghosties. to California Haunts Meetup. Yeah, the ghosties. Uh, come on over to the California Haunts Meetup. Just Google California Haunts Paranormal Investigation Team Meetup, and it's all there. I have a 3 p.m. class, so that way people on the East Coast don't have to be up so late to do it. And that'll be a Saturday. Also, we do, there's Michelle. I know Michelle, I know Chelsea's listening. We, I do have a meditation club that we do every month. And it's two to three days a week of meditation. And uh, it's very calming. If, if, you, if you've done meditation, meditation is good for you. It calms you down. And, you know, and then we look at everything. We look at abundance. We, we look at stress. We look at, you know, the inner workings of the body. So we look at all that. If that sounds like something you guys want to be interested in, again, head on over to the California Haunts Meetup. And uh, you can get hooked up over there. Okay, that's enough of that. Monday, okay, Sunday I'm starting the new book. Don't know the title yet, so it's going to be a surprise. But Sunday I'm starting a new book. And then Monday, George Mitrovic is going to be with us. And we're going to be talking Sasquatch. Sasquatch sightings around the world. So we're going to be talking Sasquatch on Monday. So there's your updated schedule for the next few days. So uh, no matter what happens, I will see you guys. Let me click screens here. Let me click my screen. There we go. Oh, wrong screen. Look at that. Okay, right screen. Too many screens. Um, so I will see you at 6 p.m. on Sunday. And for my meditation club, my, my, my meditation club, I will see you guys at 3.30 p.m. on Sunday. It's involved. Keep my, keep my stuff straight. You know, thanks to Michelle, who donated this really cool tablet, and it's got a calendar in there, and I'm using the calendar all the time on this tablet. Wonderful. Keeps me remembering stuff, you know? And I got to thank Michelle profusely for this. Uh, she and she also sent me a power bank. And that's how we're going to start going Yay, live. Michelle. Parades and stuff in Sacramento is I have a power bank now, so we can do all that kind of stuff. So you're going to see a lot of changes coming up, like, like I said, in January. Never really got to implement them, but we're going to start rolling with this stuff now, especially with not being able to try to, to beam out to TikTok. I'm real excited about that. Really excited. And hopefully Karen Clark will start joining me on a few adventures. And, and you know. Oh, and I, didn't with this... yeah. I didn't see even her name. Doing... Yeah. Huh? Even though I'm doing a prelim tomorrow, I will go live at part of the investigation. I may go live a little bit at the prelim to show you guys what we do exactly on a prelim. But I don't want to, you know, I got to get permission. I don't, if it is, it's going to be in some bedroom so you don't know where the house is. Yeah, you have to have permission. Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. To, to let you look in on the prelim tomorrow. So uh, you, you can get an eyeful of the eyeful. But you, you can figure, you know, see how we do things. And then we definitely will let you in on the investigation. You know, with, with permission, of course. But we'll let you in on the investigation too when we do it. Okay, if you like the show, share it with five people. If you hated the show, share it with five of your enemies. We are always equal opportunity here. 
Nancy and I just want to see those thumbs up and those happy faces and thumbs up. <laughs> and be sure to visit Nancy's YouTube page. She's oh. going to be starting up her own gig over there. So be sure to visit that, and I'll give you the link to Nancy's YouTube page before we yes, right off today. Yeah, so here we go. Without fail, here it is. Websites, nancymats.com, all lowercase, nancymatsauthor.com, the N, the M, and the A are uppercase, youtube.com forward slash nancymatspsychic. See, it doesn't get any easier than that. And she's got some books out. Help Get Me Out of This Funk is one of the books. I've read all these books, by the way. Two Worlds, Developing Your Psychic Skills. And The Unwilling Sacrifice. And of course, you can get those at Amazon. Okay, guys, I might see you briefly tomorrow uh, at that prelim. You know, if I'm off in some bedroom somewhere where you can't tell where we're at, that's what I'm going to be doing. So I don't release a location. Have fun. Back into the swing of the end. And you're going to get to see how we do things because I will snap a picture of the front of the house when I'm there and Nancy can do a read on it. A what, remote read make sure you, out. I have a client at one. So make sure you tell me it'll, if you're going to be it'll calling. Be after the fact. It'll be after the okay. fact. Okay. I'm okay. Gonna Google, I'm going to Google tonight to see if there's actually a picture of this place so I can send okay. it to you. Okay. Yeah. All right. So I'll probably see you guys tomorrow. So be on the lookout. I'm just going to go live. There's not going to be any warning. I'm just going to, I'm just going to go for it tomorrow. Okay, and then for sure I will see you guys Sunday at three thirty for my meditation club and six o'clock for the book read. Okay, that's it. Anything else, Nancy? You did good. All right. Okay. Good night, everybody. Here. Have a Bye -bye. great couple days, guys. Keep.